the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary, here to talk about the latest from the Yellow Brand. Uh, Matt, what did you think of tonight's show? I didn't know we called it the Yellow Brand. Yeah, I don't know why that just came to my mind. I was just like, the Yellow Brand? Yellow Yellow and Black? black. Like Striper. Ooh, even better. Striper. Christian Heavy Metal. Yellow and Black Attack. (laughs) Um, I loved it. This this doesn't feel like work tonight, I'll be honest, for WWE for a change for me. Yeah. It was uh, a pleasant show. I know we've talked about this before. It's like, are the expectations, is the bar been raised so high with these takeovers? Absolutely. So how would you put it in the grant? I mean, granted, better than what we see week in and week out, right? I'm not going to do that in, the, in, in with the years past, especially with Nakamura's and the you know Finn's work at Demon Demons working at the top, and you know Joe and Ko and Sammy and come on, we can't do that. That's true. So I watch it from. Am I? Is this better than Raw or SmackDown? Yes. Yeah. By a country mile. Well, and there's some news to that end of maybe why we should brace ourselves for some changes when uh, NXT goes to FS1 this fall. (laughs) Uh, Some creative interference that might be happening. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. First, let's run down the TakeOver matches. Tonight, we started Mm -hmm. with the Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits uh, for the NXT Tag Team titles. What did you think of this match? Loved it. Yeah. Nice to see the Street Profits uh, wrestle again, huh? Yes, yes. This is when I mean they're great promos. So what what's frustrating is people are gonna say, "Wow, Street Profits! I really like watching them wrestle." You know, especially good opponents like this. And unfortunately, they're gonna start getting a rap that they're not as good of a promo as they really are because of what they're having to do on Raw. The ridiculousness that they're asked to do on Raw. They're being asked on Raw as we speak to do what the backstage announcers and the announcers at the the table are supposed to be doing getting characters and storylines over that ain't their job yeah their job is themselves over yeah i mean they're supporting characters on raw i mean they're practically cameos doing a little bit of background transition they're transition characters they're literally utility players that are being asked to be subbed in the game and move the game along it's ridiculous yeah these guys are, they have so much charisma, so much potential, and they are making it uncool on Raw right now. It's Yes. Every time I keep cursing people saying, okay, well, they can't possibly make this one uncool. Like Nakamura <laughs> was the one I thought for mm. sure, just because he doesn't have to speak English. Um, he doesn't have to cut all these world beater promos in English or anything like that. He just needs his entrance, and he's golden, I figured. They screwed that up, too. Vince does not know how I, I hate to say this, but Vince does not know how to push uh uh stars that don't speak English. Oh really. Okay. No. I, I yeah, I'll second that. Yeah. I mean there's something I think in that divide that uh unless they have a manager, there's no um Maybe Yokozuna was, you know, <laughs> American. He spoke perfect English. Yeah. 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 But they didn't let him talk. Right. Uh, but with Street Profits tonight, I thought their entrance was fantastic. I thought they did very well in this match. Glad to see them retaining, although that means they're probably going to stay in this weird limbo of doing uh, backstage commentary on Monday Night Raw for the time being. Championship battles around their ways. Yeah. <laughs> so it's different. But then again, it's you like, know yo, what? man, do you see Raw tonight? Yeah, it's great. You know, that's that's what you have them doing right now. Like, Raw is great. Oh, do you see Maria Canellis? I mean, <laughs> seriously, that's what you have them doing. <laughs> you see, fair walk about no, he doesn't mean knockout. 
No, oh my gosh, she pregnant. <laughs> It's like, come on, it's man. Like Hardy. It's they're, terrible. They're, no, they're they're like the Jay and Silent Bob of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and they're uh, so cool. They're oh, like people watching. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're comic relief. They're just there to make some uh, clever remarks. They're talk about so much cooler than this, though. Uh, they, they, they're stars. At least Montez Ford, for sure, Montez is a Ford. superstar. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. So it was good to see him wrestle tonight. I'm glad they retained. I didn't see that coming. I really thought they were going to drop the titles and get called up to the main roster. Yeah, me too. Um, good match. And then I just I just have to call it. I thought this was the match of the night. Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. No stakes. No title on the line. Just two Dude. badass women going at it. Candice LeRae. Oh, my God. You talk about answering the, the, the bell, answering the call, if you will. When you get that opportunity and you – I couldn't even imagine being in her shoes for as long as she's been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, knowing she can outwork all these other girls that are on TV because she could. We all know. Everybody knows that. And she's quietly waiting her time. Finally gets signed. Has to wait a little longer. Watch all these other girls on TV except her. Going, I can wrestle circles around them. What are they waiting for? Finally get around there in a big to-do like they did tonight in a, in a one-on-one featured match. And she crushed it out there. Yeah. I'm talking like four in change star match that was the match for me the match of the night no question this match was a good yeah that was great i, I mean... agree i agree with you matt i, I thought this uh, this match was fantastic i thought io shirai was great uh yeah i worry about io shirai on the main roster just because you see Kyrie sane asuka what the f- you know we just... know what they do you know with japanese personas oh. uh, japanese characters unfortunately yeah she's gonna be a s- s- samurai sister with you know like yeah. uh someone someone else i mean and, and let's be clear we're not saying that to make fun we're saying that because that's literally what wwe yeah, what does do. like verbatim what raj just said is probably going to happen now yeah uh, no, you, it, you put uh vince and kevin dunn and michael hayes in charge of nxt and yeah it's not gonna be pretty and you know what? It's it's one of those things, like, if they don't get over, that's one of those things. Fine. They don't get over. Right. But give them a Fine. chance. The Kabuki Warriors, uh, Kairi Sane, Oscar, they never got a chance to get over. And so you see how they've been booked. You see how Kairi Sane, I mean, she's got that. She's got a great look. She's got a, a, a charisma to her. And never even being given an opportunity. And, you know, that's where they are. So, uh that's that's where I'm at with uh, I Io Shirai. I, I just don't think she's going to get that uh, opportunity on the main roster. So I hope. Kyrie, I'm sorry, Kyrie saying I would say, honest to God, if it was my company and I watched all the other girls wrestle, yes. right, and I could pick my top choice draft picks, I'm telling you right now, that would be my number one baby face for just for sheer selling ability and making people emotionally invest in her because she's the queen at that. Absolutely, Kyrie and saying versus Becky Lynch would be my my feud. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kari, you know, won the May Young Classic. And Oscar, um, are you? I mean, it's like, oh my god, you know, one of the biggest badasses we've seen in five, ten years. I would argue with with the mystique of getting her signed, and finally how she started out at NXT. She went on an undefeated terror streak. Dude, yeah. I, I don't know that. Yeah, exactly. The fact that she's been reg- you know, relegated to where she is right now, and that we're kind of forgetting about her is is it's just ridiculous. I mean, Kari got over dressing like a character from Darkstalkers coming out with a pirate ship wheel. <laughs> Which I thought was ridiculous. I remember saying like yesterday. Yeah. She's a, she's a superstar. and She is. Um, I, so, 
Io Shirai, keep her in NXT. Yeah. She's friggin' nasty. She's so nasty in that. She's so goddamn and Her and Shayna, that's a, that's a money feud. Even though they turned her heel, I don't know if people are buying that. I'm out of shame. I wish this women's match with Io and Candice, I wish this had been for the title tonight. Yes. Yeah. That was um, such a fantastic match and, we'll, match, and we'll talk about why that overshadowed Shayna versus Mia. Um, Can I make a quick prediction? Yeah, please. No other girl on NXT, no other female match, unless it's them again, will top this, is what my prediction is going to be wow. for the rest of the year. I asked on Twitter, when's the last time there was a non-title match for the women this hot on the main roster? The closest Would you say Charlotte versus Nat? Was that for the title? It might have been for the title. It depends on which time. I mean, someone uh, pointed out um, Asuka versus Emma with that surprisingly competitive match. But that's the thing. Non-title yeah. matches normally don't go this long. They're not this intense. Right. Um, you know, I mean, this this, this was fantastic. Um, I wish awesome. the championship match had been nearly as good as this. Um, yeah, this is the match of the night. And I think you're right. I don't think uh, any of the women are going to top this. Well, the rest of the year i know everybody's busy but like won't you guys go back and watch this again i would this match i will i think it's the best yeah. women's match since uh becky and charlotte at evolution last year candace larry and we're talking a lot about io shirai but candace larry was fantastic tonight too yeah she is a superstar no question she's got everything i i would have said back you know a few years ago oh, she might be too short but no <laughs> no, it yeah. worked for her. She, she, she everything to her advantage. She's got that Bailey-ish thing to her, where <laughs> fans just naturally want to get on her side. But I do believe when it, when when bleep hits the fan and it's time to throw punches, I'm taking Candice LeRae in a fight more than I'm taking um, yeah, Huggy Hugs. What's her name? Oh, Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what was interesting about this? So it's interesting that um, Candice got put to sleep uh, with the Koji Clutch tonight. But Mia Yim tapped out. I thought there was an interesting distinction that uh, they wouldn't want to keep Mia looking stronger as formidable mm. competition. But with Candice, right. I mean, right? That's that's the strongest way to lose, to where yeah. you never gave up. Well, they're, they're, they're building that up. Yeah. Me, I mean, Mia, it was clear. It was for this show, and that's they're moving on. She's not going to be in the uh, title picture after this, for at least uh, for the, the short term. Big Mia Yim mark for the record. Throw that out. Yeah. She's got a ton of potential. Yeah. Great look too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Stay shredded. Absolutely, uh, and unique. And we'll, we'll talk about that match. Uh, Matt Riddle came out. He was looking for Killian Dane. They got into it. Man, what a difference, Killian Dane, going back down to NXT. Right. Yeah. I, but, but, but to be fair, like, what's the difference though? He wasn't any less menacing on SmackDown and stuff like that. It was hardly on Wait, SmackDown. You Okay, whenever we did see him once in a blue moon, he's right. still a monster. Yeah. You don't unbecome a monster. You, we, you remember the War Games uh, show that we did last year when he oh, was he the was star of the show? Yeah. Yep. And, it's just and, a change in how they see him. Man, I, I don't. Does it sound terrible? Guys, let me ask your opinion. Is this bad of me to say I don't like that he lost all that weight? He, I should be like patting <laughs> no, him on the back. Then he's just a chubby guy. <laughs> but like, I like how he was before mm. because it was a different look. I don't know. He he, he seemed like a big guy as opposed to a chubby guy. And I think there's a difference. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, a, a big boss man as opposed to a slightly okay. chubby guy. Um, 
I don't know. But he's six foot seven, so I can never just look at. I never just looked at him as a chubby, like hairy guy. I was like, he's a monster. Right. But losing the weight, it just—I don't know. It just doesn't feel. It's like when WWE try to get Vader to lose weight. It's like his whole gimmick is that he's a gigantic monster. He's and and big, he, thick monster. Right. Yeah. And you know, let him be a monster. I mean, that's his thing. Yeah. He stands out as because of it. Yeah. As long as their health is straight, their blood right. pressure is straight, their heart is fine, then. Let him go. Some people are meant to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you're unique. You can own it. It's like when Jonah Hill lost all the weight and tried to start oh, doing leading. He's no man longer roles. funny. Yeah, it just doesn't work the same. Everybody right? says that. Everybody <laughs> says that. But there's something to it. It's like if you can own that space and be unique <laughs> and be that guy that people think of, it's like why are you trying to be, you know, something that you're not naturally mm-hmm. if you're going to blend in? Because it's the carnival, right? If you're the bearded woman, eventually you're going to get sick of being called the bearded woman in real life, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're the bearded woman and you come out clean shaven, then you're just everyone else. Okay, yeah, you're screwed for your circus job for sure. Yeah. But in real life, trying to go out and get a date, who knows why? You know, maybe you know, uncomfortable with in this situation, the context we're talking and with these people's weight we're talking about. I don't know. There's obviously a reason they do it. But you should work with what you like. Let me ask you guys real quick about Matt Riddle. What do you guys think? You think Uh, he's uh with what the smack talking he's doing with like Storm and Jericho and all that? Just, just in general, the more I see him, I just do not see a. I do not see a star. Hmm. I think I'm still super impressed by the fact that Homeboy can wrestle an entire match without anybody hitting the ropes. I, like <laughs> Rip, I can hear Rip Rogers going bananas in my ear right now, going, "That's how you work," yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But. There's something about his link. I sound so stupid. I'll just admit that right off the bat. But his linkiness, his build, I know he's ripped and has abs and yada, yada, yada. But when he's in there with anybody of any stature and size, he looks like a beanball. Um, but because he's an MMA fighter, it gives him that legitimate badass feel that, that I don't, it doesn't screw up my optics if that makes any sense yeah like i believe he can legitimately kill everybody out there in a legit fight so because of that it adds to the mystique for me um i don't know i I like him i do i dig him i just find him like i'm a a fan of his work but as a character when i see him i'm just like i don't see this guy as a superstar the bro stuff is corny. It's hell. corny, yeah. yeah. I mean, Rob, Robbie E did it, in my opinion, the best, and he did it for the longest. Um, but Zack Ryder did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been done to death. And, and better. He should not. Yeah. He should not be needing to do this. He's, they should be talking about him like the legitimate badass MMA fighter. This is his, that's his gimmick. How he trains, how he wrestles, which is very different. Barefoot. That's super different. There's a million different things about him, physically speaking, and how he works. That is enough character development for me that I'm good. I don't need him to be bro broski. Yeah, and, you know. And him ripping on Goldberg, no one's gonna forget Goldberg versus Hogan. Like he's Goldberg's got those matches. What, that, what is it he said again? Though, about I saw about Jericho. He he he's just constantly been ripping on Goldberg. Um, just like saying, what he sucks. This he sucks. He uh, he should not be. A legend. Um, he said he should not be a legend. No, no. He basically says that right. Goldberg sucks. I mean, how he, old is he? Maybe he wasn't around when Goldberg hit. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Was he too young? 
Uh, he was, yeah. I mean, how old is uh, Matt Riddle right now? Someone in the chat, I'm sure, will send it. But uh, you know, Chris Jericho basically well, he's 33. I th- would have guessed he was okay. like 25. So he was like, he was like six. <laughs> back okay, then. so he doesn't re- legitimately. You can't. I'm sorry. I mean, no disrespect to our younger fans here, but I'm gonna be very real. Watching something on DVD is very different versus living through the actual era when. Everywhere you looked, wrestling was everywhere. TV guides, magazines, commercials galore, The Tonight Show, every other night they were on. Um, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H even, Big Show, Mick Foley, um, then WCW, Goldberg. So many people were always over, Mm -hmm. like beyond over what you guys know. What you guys know right now is John Cena over. I promise you I can name like 15 to 20 guys that were John Cena over back in the Attitude Era, at least, I would argue. Where you went everywhere, people knew who the hell they were. Gilo Brown. And yeah. Gold, yeah, there's so many. Goldberg, though, was at the top of that heap. And then some. Are you kidding me? Like, to say he's not a legend is a freaking joke, and he's just trolling people. Well, here's the thing, Matt. Like, you'd, I mean, uh, you would not talk shit about Big John Studd, right? And no, he was not your was, era, but you, you, you respect I grew up watching him. him as a little kid versus him versus Andre. And I absolutely respect him. Even yeah. when I got in the business and I saw the holes in his game, when right. I got older and I got, became a wrestler myself and I got, they, they said, I can have tape of any guy, any big guy. A while. Who, who do I want? I say, Andre, big John stud. Cause I didn't know any better. Right. And Tom Bridge was like, you sure? Stud? I'm like, yes. Sent it to me. And I'm watching him give these horrible forearms over to chest to Andre in the corner that couldn't even break through a paper bag i'm like how did i think this guy was so great when i was little right in my head right. but in the real world if somebody asked me about john stud i'm like he captured my all of my attention when i was a little boy all animation he made, well, he's one of the few that made me want to be a wrestler honestly all those big tall guys stud was one of them yeah i'll never crap on him because of what i saw him do in the ring or whatever when i got older and got in the business and understood what real work looks like or a five-star match looks like and same for Goldberg with Matt Riddle here. Is he saying that because, what, Goldberg's not wrestling like Dean Malenko and right. going 100 miles an hour and chain wrestling around the ring? Guess what? That ain't what draws money. And that's not what drew money then. Guess what? It was that simple, as you like to say, a spear, his his, his dope-ass uh, entrance and looking like a bull in a China, in a China shop, you know? It doesn't that's draw what, now. I mean, I mean, what Goldberg did does – uh, but you know what you were saying with chain wrestling and stuff—it doesn't draw now. And of course, it doesn't draw now. Right? Yeah, it's a different era. It's different times. Uh, As a wrestler, a former wrestler, I'm impressed by. It. Like I said, I'm super impressed with the way Riddell, Matt Riddle, can work a match without anyone hitting the ropes. I I can't begin to tell you how hard that is. He, he's talented as hell. It just—he uh, is talented. It's a shame to hear him crap on like saying somebody's not a legend. That's a freaking first ballot hall of famer oh, he, he a legitimate superstar and uh and i would argue it doesn't make him look disrespectful it makes him look like he doesn't know our business is right. history whatsoever mm. yes exactly it makes him look like ignorant like not uh not knowing uh, what what draws hang on it, does, it looks like he's not t- it looks it doesn't look like he's picking on a big dog to get more attention for himself like many people do it just looks like he doesn't know anybody like he doesn't know like goldberg was this guy I don't, I, you know, which is pretty sad. I'm a big fan of Dave Meltzer. Uh, I'm a big fan of the wrestling observer, but there, you know, in the nineties, he would talk about how, uh, Billy Kidman was a, a not uh, miss superstar <laughs> and a Juventud Guerrero. And it's like, are you, they wrestle yeah. great, but they're not, yeah. you need that charisma. Uh, 
if it, you know, you, you you're not going to push Dean Malenko over Steve Austin or The Rock. No. <laughs> you know. No. And people say, well, they don't need to be a big Muslim. No, they don't. Chris Jericho's another example right. of a draw. And, and here's the difference. You charisma, absolutely character and charisma. You want that. You, if you're a father, you want your little kid pulling you by the shirt. If you're sitting in the front row as wrestlers are coming down the ring for their entrance and pointing to that wrestler and say, Dad, I want to be like that when I grow up. Right. Nobody was doing that to Billy Kidd, but no offense to him. Um, and I would argue the kind of people that were saying that about Billy Kidman and Dan Malenko were guys getting in the business, mm -hmm. but not that little six-year-old, not that eight-year-old, not that 12-year-old, not that 15-year-old. Yeah. Uh, Angela Townsend in the chat has a very good point. It's a little bit kind of like hip-hop where you have a young gun picking on a legend. I mean, think back to like Cannabis and LL Cool J in the late 90s. Which I'm perfectly cool with Yeah, normally. I, but I think it's a little bit of that. I think he's doing it to be uh, irreverent, to gain, to gain attention. Yeah, I mean, I think he's doing it to gain attention. That's what I present you guys. Yeah. I don't think he's just doing it. I think he really feels that way, and I, I, I don't think he uh, appreciates That's Goldberg's uh, uh, contributions. contributions. He turned the damn tide is what he did. He literally turned the tide. They he when the NWO got stale and it did, he was the coolest thing in wrestling. Matt, you and I were there in the nineties. We know that year how hot it was. It, nothing will ever capture that year again. Ninety seven, no, ninety eight. No. You know, no those two years. It was uh insane. At, and Goldberg every house on my street in the Jersey Shore, every single household had those two shows on mm -hmm. and that night when he was wrestling hogan every one of them had him on i'm telling you because everyone was in the middle of the street partying it was craziest yeah. thing i've ever seen i was in college and our college fraternity yeah. i was a sig up they the, everyone we had to move our meetings because monday nitro was that night and it was you know <laughs> it'll, it'll, that'll it was, never happen again it was like the world series every monday night is what yeah. it felt like yeah uh we're going to get back to TakeOver in a second. Oh, that segment ended with Riddle, Dane, uh, going off the side of the stage through some tables uh, on the Which floor. We need to get more. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was a good ending. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, Killian Dane, he's uh, pulling out of what was a nosedive uh, on the main roster. Good to see him back in NXT. I don't know where you take him from here, though. Um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, can they make him a monster? And then every once in a while, get somebody over that they need to get over, and then build them back up again as another mon a monster again. For like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to have that uh, dominant streak if he's going to become a perennial as opposed to a one-off. Uh, I want to take a moment, thank the sponsor of this episode, guys. You remember the days when you were always good to go. Back when you wanted it that way, and bam, like a genie in a bottle, you were living La Vida Loca. Every morning you were an all-star, but now let's face it, it's 2019, that was 20 years ago. Those days are gone, you're old, it's no longer smooth, and you're no longer doing that mambo number five. But good news is you can get it back with Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works. This isn't herbal. This isn't like that. No, this is pharmaceuticals. This is the real deal. You take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. I won't bore you with the story. Some of the best nights of my 40s, some of the best nights of, uh, of Raj Giri's 40s. You've heard him be so awkward when he talks about how well Blue Chew has worked, revitalized his marriage. I think at one point he accidentally slipped and said girlfriend instead of wife. He's got side action going on now, all thanks to Blue Chew. Now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> side action with my wife. 
<laughs> Which is the best kind of yes. side action. We role play, I guess. I oh, well, okay. A little, little TMI there, buddy. But, uh, uh, but, no uh, other side action. No I can't believe you went for his bait ride. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't let that one slide. Jesus. Blue Chew is going to give you that wow factor. That's something extra. Taking it back to the wild, wild west. Blue Chew is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. You talk that good game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew is round two, round three, round four. You're going to rock and roll all night and party every day. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness beyond these ad reads. Made in the USA, and since they prepare and ship direct, Blue Chew is cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for you. Yes, you. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So... Not to do a joint plug, but with SeatGeek, we had the uh, Dave Chappelle, John Stewart tickets last night. And my wife and I had a date night. Uh, some Blue Chew was, uh, came into play, and it was a, uh, let's just say, it was a, uh, it was, it was like uh, back in the day. It was a, a fun night. Well, folks, if that doesn't make you want to put your phones right now and your computers to get loose, I don't know what will. I think his awkwardness just sells the reality of it so Yeah. I swear I was going to say the same thing. The fact that he took forever to say that tells you, one, it's true, and two, it's embarrassing. Three, most importantly, it works. My kids are looking downstairs. All right. Let's move yeah. on. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyhow, okay, so we were talking before about Goldberg. Uh, Raj and I were talking about this off the air, Matt, about it's been talked about now that confusion. People would talk about, oh, I really like that bald wrestler with the attitude on Monday nights. Who are they talking about, Goldberg or Stone Cold Steve Austin? We've heard uh, those guys throw some shots at each other, those comparisons. Seeing Velveteen Dream tonight, thinking about NXT going to FS1 on Wednesdays, start talking about that flamboyant guy. And tonight, Velveteen Dream, in a post-Sunny Kiss era, I thought it was very interesting, his entrance, starting to see the similarities between these two gentlemen. And on Twitter, people were noticing it as well. How do you think Velveteen yeah. Dream came across tonight? Dug it. It was good. I dug it. Yeah, it was. It's different. It's another um, additive, if you will. It's more spice added to his you know, stew of crazy character depth. His character is so deep for me. I love it. Every twitch, every every like walk, every step rather, everything he does is with a purpose and it's a character driven. I dig everything he does. I'm sold on him so much. I tweeted this earlier tonight. I just feel like uh, him and MJF. Those are the two guys that are my yeah. my my style of wrestling. Where it doesn't, I don't care about flips and kicking out at two. Uh, it's the characters, the people that I can I can watch them talk for thirty minutes, and I'm in. Mm -hmm. MJF, he did a thing with uh, Jericho, and the whole hour I was in. Oh yeah. Um, I think there. I think Velveteen Dream is a superstar. I worry about him on the main roster now that NXT, and we're going to talk about this later. But NXT moving to prime time, uh, live two hours every week. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't go because Vince will fuck him up, honestly, because uh, he's too good. He's good on his own, and Vince scripting him is going to screw it up. That's going to happen if he stays yeah. on NXT, though. If uh, if FS1, if Vince has creative control. 
I, I just don't think there's that many hours in the day because you got XFL <laughs> coming up. I just don't see him being as involved with uh, I, I'm sure he will be in the first couple of weeks because they will be up against AEW. But and, and, and I mean, they, they, they could be. But oh, man, Velveteen Dream is a uh, he's he's gold. He's he's one of those characters that uh, that's hard to find him and MJF again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this match tonight, triple threat for the NXT North American title. We had Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne versus the Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream retaining. Um, I have to admit, I was a little surprised by that. I thought uh, they might make a switch, but clearly mm -hmm. this was not the Undisputed Era's uh, night, except for that main event. Um, what did you think of the match quality? I think it was awesome, but here's the thing, you guys, I wanted to point out. Here's where she makes others look like bigger stars. And, and Velvete Velveteen is what I mean. Um if you were to see this on Monday Night on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, though, the first thing that would stand out to you as a fan is wow, those two guys are really short, and wow, that other guy's super charismatic. Who is that guy? Um, in this context, when we Pete Dunne is, I love watching him. We were just talking about making you know chain wrestling not drawing, it won't draw. But there is a spot in the show, like when Pete Dunne does his works a finger for crying out loud and is working a wrist <laughs> the way he does. And, Oh my God! As a wrestler, when I watch him, I'm like, "Holy crap! This guy is like poetry in motion with how he transitions through body parts. He's awesome at it, right?" But in the back of my head, I'm going, "Monday Night Raw, though, that's never going to sell tickets, right?" So I'm trying to debate on me as a fan when I watch this. It's hard to do at times as I'm getting older versus the guy that was a wrestler watching these shows now, and. I got to remember that because I, when I watch AEW, I'm watching as a wrestler a lot of the time. And I'm like, holy crap, they're doing these things I can never do. I love this, you know, athletically. Instead of saying, but are these guys at that six-year-old sitting in the front row going, holy crap, look at this super, look at this comic book superhero, this supervillain dad. That's who I'm mean, either terrified of or who uh, I want to grow up and be like because they're so bigger than life. Not physically, they're characters. Velveteen is money in any context. And I kept saying, SmackDown, yep. Raw, yep. WrestleMania, yep. He made two guys look like bigger stars than they were, they were out there tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. This was a good match. Uh, ended with Dream uh, sort of stealing the pin, sneaking by, breaking up Strong's ping attempt, and then... And got by the way, so much old, more over than all of them. He doesn't need to do those type of things. Like, if yeah. this was WWE Raw, they would never let him do that. I guarantee <laughs> you know. They're so creative on this show and different that they find a way to make this guy keep his freaking steam. And he, and how he won, won like that. I just felt like watching this match, I just felt like Velveteen Dream seemed like the star. Uh, uh, Pete Dunne seemed like the guy that uh, is someone that's going to outdrink you. <laughs> you know, like, and then uh, Roderick Strong is your boss the next day. That's going to call you out for being hungover. I just, I just felt like Velveteen Dream looked like the superstar, and the the uh, hmm. you know the other guys, uh, they they did their jobs. They were great, but I don't, I, just, I just don't see Roderick Strong or Pete Dunne getting past a certain level. Yeah, I know this is a different era, Raj, but like I go back to when I was wrestling. I'm like, those were guys that would be in my one of my squash matches. There's no question. Yeah, absolutely. No question. For crying out loud, Nick Dinsmore would wrestle circles, and I'm, I'm we're talking about chain wrestlers around both of those guys. And I love Pete Dunne, okay, but Nick Dinsmore would, and, and Rob Conway and, and Dig, uh, Doug and um, uh, Danny Basham were phenomenal chain wrestlers and, and, and really good at it, but they were bigger. Um, 
and those were guys that would they would put me in like almost right. matches with you know what i mean because it didn't draw money um i don't get why it's different now i know that the style has changed you don't have to be as big now i get that but you still need the characters and, and I, I, don't, I don't see it with them I, and, and to that point, Matt, you know, when, when they say like wrestling has changed and you don't need that anymore, well, the ratings, everything is falling. So, uh, yeah, there's something to it. There's something to it. Yeah. I think that's been the problem with Undisputed Era this whole time. I think Adam Cole is a great character, but those other guys just, I mean, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I, I don't know what it is, but is it O'Reilly? Yeah. Um, he, he seems like he kind of can have it sometimes. I, I see it from time to time. He has the ability, the potential, I feel, to have a character. I just don't think they found it for him yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see the potential of him playing a character. He seems very comfortable when he talks and when he's in the ring especially. Yeah. I thought uh, Adam Cole, I mean, they were showing on NXT in that Target thing when he was doing the, the going to, uh, to Gargano's dad's pizzeria. And like giving him crap in his own picture on the wall, going to Gargano's wrestling school. Like Cole has it. Like he could be just an yeah, enormous dick. And yeah. it's uh, if he if he if he was a, a foot taller and had an inch more muscle, um, he would be a, a gigantic superstar. You I don't think he'll get a chance though because he's John Michael's boy now. I think he'll be in the uh, AJ Styles role. Like he won't be in the Ra- a Roman Reigns role, but I I think he could. Yeah, that's more than I thought it would be. Okay, that's I mean that's being positive. I, I'm not sure either, but I think that's that's kind of the limit. The high, that's the high right. end of his ceiling. Exactly. Yeah. Given what AJ supposedly resigned for, I think that's a pretty good high end aim for. Mm-hmm. Him. How much? What was the total? Raja went around. It was like a million plus per year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something like that. what? Yeah, and he's going to get uh, reduced get schedule as years go on, working less days. Hell yeah! All those years, all those bumps, all those flip flopping flies, and people said it wasn't going to get you nowhere. Yeah, you know what? F it. Good for you. You're getting paid. That's awesome. Yeah, the bottom level that, right now, right now, that WWE is doing is two fifty. Uh, Five hundred is kind of the if you've been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Matt, and this is I, and I've confirmed this like firsthand. Yeah, five hundred is. Where are they getting this money from? The Fox deal and their billion dollar company. Matt, we need to start some rumors that AEW is sniffing around you, and that way WWE would be like, hey, you're near the performance center. You know, Can I get hurt on day one and then not have to actually <laughs> yeah. get your downsides, get it out, man. You know, be great. Yeah. Uh, we have the NXT women's title match Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, and this is kind of like what they did to Bianca Belair, where they really built up Mia, they gave her that entrance, they made her seem really credible, and then this match just started turning uh, pretty early. And she ended up tapping out to uh, Shayna Baszler, who retained the NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. I think I think Triple H has this thing with NXT matches that they have to go a certain length; that they're not going to be short. And this should have been short. Uh, Mia Yim is still young; uh, she does not need to be in a twenty-five minute match right off the bat. Uh, she has a ton of potential. I think she's uh, got a ton of star qualities, but I felt like this hurt her. I felt like in a bit by going too long. Like it made her feel like she was not a star yet and that she had a long ways to go. Whereas if this match was 15 minutes shorter, uh, I, th- I thought it would have benefited her a lot. So, well, why isn't the name? I mean, the fact that she stretched the match out so long versus the champ, isn't that a positive thing? I just think she, I mean, it's developmental. And I just 
think she's not there yet. Yeah, she, it wasn't a showcase for her. It, it, this wasn't good. I mean, this this was the. Yeah. Now, if uh, Shayna had stolen a dominant roll-up early in the match, I think you could have still said Omiya was caught off guard. Like, it could have saved her competitive nature. But now I think she's back on the scrap heap with uh, Bianca um, in terms of, you know, the mid-tier. And, by the way, the mid-tier, supposedly, tonight, you know, uh, Shirai and Candice LeRae handed it to uh, Shayna and Mia with the quality of that match. Yeah. Yeah. Shayna's got a cool character, but she's not great in the ring either she yeah i mean she's not she can't she wasn't able to pull this off right like a, a great worker would be able to i, I hate her promos yeah i, don't, I, don't I just it is. I just don't like her not in a heel way either i just don't like her. i just don't see her working on the main roster i i, I like shana i i like that uh that persona it's just not working i, I like the the idea of it i guess but uh, it's just not working um and she'd be more useful on the main roster right now. I mean, we're talking about this before. Like, there's a lack of serious competition in the women's division. I think Shayna would instantly be at the top, at least till Ronda comes back. I don't see it. You I think I, so? I, no. It's, it's not a lack of talent on the women's roster. It's a, a, a lack of the women that WWE are pushing. Mm. You know, like, they got a ton of talent. But WWE, without Ronda Rousey, Vince does not care, you know. And, and that was yeah. my thing from the beginning when... Glenn, we would argue about this back in the day. Uh, you were saying that Ronda Rousey was being pushed too much. And I was like, well, the women are get, being featured prominently. And if she's not there, they're not going to. And now they're not. And that's just how Vince sees uh, the women. She, he does not see the, the women as stars. The women, let's just be honest. Ronda came around when women's evolution was already going to be a thing. She got on the bandwagon, on the caboose, when that was happening. But without her... You know what I mean? I, but, but before she got there, we were being featured and spotlit really well. But not like uh, pay-per-view main events. Like they, they would not have main evented WrestleMania without Ronda Rousey. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think but, they could have. For the record, I think they could have oh, gone away with my my. They should, but Vince just he. I, I just don't yeah. see he. I don't think he thinks of them in that way. I, I mean, Becky, we saw how like how badly she's been used, and she's a star. Like she gets the the star reactions and. It's prehistoric thinking on Vince's part. And yeah. it's a shame because it's going to cost money. Yeah. Well, and not just him, but uh, Kevin Dunn, Michael Hayes. I mean, a lot of the guys in charge. And guess what, everybody? Soon they're going to have a hand in NXT on FS1. And Vince is turning uh, 74 in a few weeks. So finger yeah. on the pulse. <laughs> on his pulse, making sure he's still alive and breathing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we had uh, the main event tonight after Shayna retained. We had the two out of three falls match for the NXT title Johnny, Gar Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Um, classic singles match for the first fall, street fight for the second fall, and if needed, a third and final fall will be a steel cage match with weapons. Um, Gargano came out wearing Wolverine-inspired gear. I mean, I wasn't really awake or paying attention to this until that third fall, right? I mean, when's the last time a two out of three falls match didn't go to that third fall, especially with the super secret steel cage stipulation at the end didn't it feel, seem like we were just treading water until they kicked it into high gear for that yeah. Yeah. uh but i like gargano sacrificing the that was a cool thing so gargano hits adam cole with the chair to give uh uh cole the first fall and then boom they're right in a street fight and he just starts pounding him uh with that steel chair so that was great cool. yeah they went all 
all, all over the arena. Then we had the uh, steel cage come down. I loved how the weapons were laid out. I think the choreography and layout of that match was brilliant, where they had the table for them to stand on at the top, uh, the barbed wire, everything that was there was perfect. I think the problem is, um, Matt, do you feel like we've seen these guys too much in these knockdown drag out matches? Uh, Gargano and Adam Cole. No. I think we saw it too much. I, I was starting to think, I was about to start thinking that we saw it too much with Gargano and who was the other one? That's Champa. Champa. And I was proven wrong the next time, the next time, and the next time. Um. So, no, I don't. I, I'm perfectly fine seeing these two guys do, do their thing. I, I think they're – remember the, the goal here, what it should be. It's developmental, like you said, Raj. They should be using this as a way to improve. And they're having these long, lengthy knockout, dragout matches. They're only going to improve from, and hopefully, utilize them in the main roster. Call me naive. <laughs> well, but uh, to that point, Matt, uh, do you think Gargano in the main event is getting old? Because he's not with Champa, but he's been in the main event of NXT events for it's been Definitely. years now. Versus Velveteen, yes, Velveteen needs to be in the main oh, event. Oh yeah, jeez. That would be, I mean, that would be like blue chew for an NXT pay-per-view. Dude, the show needs to be built around him, period. I agree. Here, here was my problem with the show is, and I love Adam Cole. I think he's a superstar, but I felt like I did not give a shit who won this match. And I think that's the problem with no. a lot of NXT. Uh, you should because have. You great and watch one and see really good, great wrestled out matches because we're not seeing them on the other shows. Right, exactly. But so you're you're watching uh, an athletic performance, but you're not like yes. behind one performer. Whereas to me, the, the best stuff is when you're really behind someone. And uh, I, I, Velveteen, I, Velveteen, uh, I feel like we, I, I'm not seeing it much anymore on the main roster. But back in the day, with The Rock and Still Cold and yada yada yada, Creed, um, you know, a, a movie, but. Um, I just, I just felt like when I was watching this match, I'm like, they're doing cool moves. It's fun. It's athletic. Good psychology. Oh, yes. That's pretty creative. Sure. And I always watch the body. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't give a shit who wins. No, and I, thought, I should. Yeah. Like, Adam Cole should be that nasty heel that has just been, you know, just nailing Gargano at every turn and just beating him mm -hmm. down and Gargano coming back from behind. But it, he's, it's just kind of there. It's just one guy versus another guy. You're right, though, Raj. That's a great point. You are supposed to care who wins and loses and get behind somebody that you hope wins. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Taylor, I think, had the tweet of the night at the start of this match <laughs> saying, oh, man, these dudes are going to kick out of so many moves. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the Meltzer thing, right? I, I, I'm a, Again, I'm a big fan of Meltzer, but kicking out of two and just having a 30-minute match where you're always kicking out each other's moves. and This was and... an hour-long match. I mean, this was really long. Yeah, but... The... I just feel like the characters, if you get people into the characters, that's more important. That's how you, okay. So here was my thing. So I went golfing earlier with a bunch of buddies. I had, uh, we had two groups of, uh, we had two groups of four. They all came over and, uh, they all used to watch wrestling back in the day. Uh, by the velvet. So they were all in the velveteen dream after the velveteen dream match. There was about two, I think there was two guys left. And then by the end, it was just me. So they did not give a shit. It was uh, it was one of those things. They were hanging out. They were being polite, uh, but they did not care about the the characters. I mean, these characters are not you know attract them in. 
They don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they did like Velveteen Dream. They were like, uh, oh, that's cool. That's but cool. that was it. That was the only thing that they liked. <laughs> they did not care about the matches. They did not care about the two that's, counts. And an example too, you know what I mean? Like two, these guys haven't watched it in years, and they dug Velveteen. That, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like comic books. I mean, when you start reading comics, it's not because, oh, my God, the story and the psychology, and they're telling such real-world implications and parables. No, first comic I ever bought was Secret Wars with Spider-Man with the black suit on the cover. And I was like, what's the story behind this that looks badass? Yeah. Yes. You know, people want characters. That's why you draw people in. You don't go to uh, the Avengers movie, hope, you know, being like, oh, I can't wait to see that final battle scene. You know, you, you want, you, you know, you're in for the story. You're in for the superheroes. And then, like you said earlier, to allude to that again, is who wins and loses. Right. You know, do they triumph? Do they triumph over him finally? Because last movie they did the J-O-B. They better have a comeback or I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and if it doesn't matter, then why go? Like, if Creed, if Creed is losing half his fights, then why go watch sure. the movie? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so this match, I mean, this was good, but didn't good. reinvent the wheel. Um, and this- worked their ass. Oh, yeah. Great ending. Great ending, too. So Gargano uh, sacrificed that first fall, got the second one uh, on Adam Cole. And then for the third one, they both leapt off the top uh, through some tables, but Cole landed on top of them. So when they couldn't get up, Cole ended up getting the win. Um, see, I don't think the door needs to be left open for these guys to go at it again. I would like to see no. some new names and faces in the NXT title yeah. picture. Adam Cole yeah, and Velveteen right. Dream. Absolutely. <laughs> but here's yeah. the thing. The next NXT TakeOver is going to be War Games. It's going to be after the FS1 show starts. It's going to be after Vince, Fox. Kevin Dunn, and Michael yeah. Hayes have a hand in NXT. A... Why do you guys – why do you keep saying that? Well, because so far NXT has been Triple H's baby, right? And he's got his right. team and his guys. So why won't it be on FS1? Because with FS1, supposedly Vince is going to take an interest because it's going up head-to-head with AEW on Wednesday nights. It's going to be a two-hour show. And, I don't uh, think so. So, Matt, if AEW beats uh, NXT. Then, yes. Okay, that has to happen. It has to happen for a few – it has happened more than once. Or if it's even close. I really don't think so because Vince will just – that's our developmental. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But he what wants, he wants AEW down though, right? You know, great. TNA beat OVW. What do we get? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's going to jabroon it. He's going to chump it. And it's a shame he shouldn't, you know, but we want him to. Trust me. We don't want his hands on NXT. Oh, guys. for sure. Oh, you're 100% right, but – W beats them. Let's not make fun of them for it. So the old man comes back and ruins NXT. Well, but the reason why I'm saying this, Matt, is so Raj, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's some pretty reputable rumors that this is going to be the case. I mean, I mean, it's not known. It's a, it's a guess. It sounds like guessing his DNA and how he usually works. Right. The, you, the problem is everyone's using the DNA that Vince McMahon used when it came to Monday Nitro. Okay. Very big difference here. This is not Vince's baby. This is Hunter's baby. Vince had to be talked into NXT to begin with. But Vince is definitely putting it on Wednesday nights, two two hours, and moving it live to to oppose to hurt AEW. And and he's not going to like if AEW is even no. close, is even in the ball game. Uh, again, no, he won't like this is speculating. One well, Meltzer has right. said uh, Meltzer has talked about this specifically. Of, well, of course. 
is. That's what his job is lately. Yeah. To... He, People he... accuse me of the same thing. I love AEW too, but it, I can still separate the difference here. That Vince will not. I'm just, my opinion. I don't think he'll sell for it. That's what he does. When well, he's legit nervous, he acts like the other place doesn't exist. When he's legitimately nervous about something. When he's not, if he starts, they start mentioning AEW. That's why I didn't like what Sammy mentioned it. Hmm? I was like, oh my god, he's not sweating AEW, dude. You need to sweat AEW a little bit more than this, dude. Don't be given. You know what I mean? The fact that they're putting NXT against it, though, that I mean, it, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. How do we not know that's not Hunter? How do we know it's not Hunter saying, "Oh my god, we will beat their"? I'm sick of these punks thinking that they're running the game and they're they're they're, they're the edgy wrestling show. F that. I started the first edgy show right. with NXT. I went and got everybody's favorite Ring of Honor stars, favorite TNA stars, all the indie-rific people out there. I signed them all, and I made them into bigger stars. I'm the guy who has the edgy show, not this AEW crap. Vince, I want to go head-to-head. Well, the fact Vince on the uh, conference call, the investors' conference call, the fact that he's taking shots mm-hmm. at him, he doesn't normally do that. He wouldn't do that with RO. He, would, he, would, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't acknowledge him. What did he say? He, he called them the blood and guts promotion and how was TNT going to put up with that? Basically making them look like they're lowbrow. What did he say? I heard that like for months. Ago. He said uh, there is a company, as far as competition, it's great, but there is a company that's coming around that's, gonna be, uh, that's blood and guts. And I don't know how TNT is going to allow this blood and guts promotion. And, uh, you know, like taking shots at them on an investor's call. So this is like to... It's not like a wrestling call where it's just to wrestling media. This is like to uh, going out there. That's going to be on Forbes and CNBC and and. and we keep saying it's the only thing he's ever said. Though, what else has he ever said? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as is, you know, wow, TNT signing a wrestling company. I bet you that was his reaction. TNT signing a wrestling company. Who? AEW Vince, we told you AEW. We told you about this company a million and one time. <laughs> He's like WAE. That WAE um, is <laughs> uh, and Ted Turner. He won't. He won't die. <laughs> no, Vince. <Ted> Turner. <laughs> but Matt, you also. I mean, you know, you know the uh, that he doesn't want any competition. You you saw that with TNA back in the day. He he doesn't want them to get any footing in. He never sold. He never said the words TNA. It took him forever. Yeah. We had Hogan show up and he still wasn't <laughs> saying nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I don't know. It, I, I, I we if you beat when AEW does beat NXT, we need to chill out. Let's not make fun of WWE. Because when we do, and all the other networks start to do the the, the, the sites like friggin' Melter and everybody like that. It's going to bring the old man into the game. So if you want NXT ruined, that's the way to do it. Shut your mouth when AEW beats them. I, I do think that NXT against AEW is going to hurt them a lot. I, I I think AEW might beat them the first week out, unless they get a CM Punk or something. But uh, I think AEW will beat them. I don't think they'll after a couple weeks. But FS1? I think they're going to they're going to they're going to put like CM Punk. I mean, not CM Punk. They're going to put Roman Reigns. They're going to bring the big stars out on NXT. It's going to uh, be live, you know. Like they're going to they're going to push it on Fox. They're going to be like, hey, you know, I I just don't see. It's still FS1. I don't think I've ever watched. Yeah, FS1. I don't even know if I get Except that. Except for channel. UFC. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't watch UFC one. I don't like it that much. That's the only thing I've ever seen on FS1. I only watch it like pay per views, UFC. Yeah, I don't even know. I used if... to watch the Ultimate back in the day on Spike because it was on our network. Is FS1 even on DirecTV now? Like, okay. yeah, I mean TNT is 
TNT. Yeah, TNT. I mean, it's got a much wider reach. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm totally digging AEW to beat them. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fall. It's gonna be uh, fascinating sure. October. Um, I think people are already used to not watching NXT live because it is taped so far in advance. Yeah. I just felt like tonight, tonight's takeover, did you guys care going in? Or was it just like you're just used to takeovers being good and you're going to enjoy it? Really good matches. And, and see, see the development of, of Velveteen Dream is usually like my favorite thing I look forward to. Um, really quick, WWE is smart. They would let AEW go out and blow the freak up, not, not try to, you know, muffle them. That's stupid. That's really stupid. It shows they still not learned their damn lesson when he bought WCW. Hmm. I think the fact that Vince was the most bi- vulnerable Vince has ever been was with the the Monday Night Wars. And come on, we're nowhere near that. So let them. I mean, TNA was the closest they they've had they, when Hogan and all these other stars were going to come in and change things. You know, Hardy, Flair, the list goes on. We're talking Hall of Famers here. You know, we're not talking about guys that no one's really heard of, plus a few that people have heard of. Hmm. You know, it's a very big difference, and that wasn't enough to do anything. Um, granted, Spike is no TNT, but still, um, you know, the moral of the story is don't don't change your programming to compete against it yet. Let it freaking build. Let AEW get off the freaking ground and blossom into something, and your company's only going to benefit, Vince. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you I'm that that, that Thursday, that, that's going to be the article everyone's clicking on, is which uh, yeah. which company did the better ratings that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a shame. I, I don't get all the purpose to stifle it. Yeah, I don't. You're in a different era right now, Vince, where you beyond monopolize the business. Yeah. You got it's not you're not you're not doing any ratings. Your mm-hmm. ticket numbers are down. Your ticket sales are hugely down. Everything is down, yeah. So this, it only benefits them, right? They're doing you yeah, they're doing you a favor <laughs> when you really think about it in the long run. Yeah. I don't so it. tomorrow night SummerSlam. Way and it's earlier. Good job out of NXT, their only cool show <laughs> WWE has to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's run down this card quickly. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorkin for the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> Wait, what? This is actually not. This is not SummerSlam. <laughs> this is SummerSlam. This is SummerSlam. <laughs> Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorkin. Uh, Great. What? <laughs> SummerSlam, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior won his first Intercontinental title, and we got uh, Oni Lorcan. <laughs> Mega powered. Is Oni Lorcan such a terrible name that it becomes good again? Like it's so terrible, oh, you no. remember it? No, he, he's a great talent. He, he's very talented, but Ooh. and like, right. how is this? His real name is Christopher Gerard, like. <laughs> And right. somebody in marketing was like, Oni Lorkin, that's the name. That's picture it in lights, right. kid. Well, Gulak's, win- Gulak's winning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay. <laughs> and then if we can recover from Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorkin, because let's, I mean, really, it's going to overshadow everything else on the card that happens after it. Uh, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair tomorrow. All right. Here, I think Trish, I think Trish is going to win. Really, it all it makes all the sense in the world for Charlotte to win, but I think Vince loves Trish. I think Trish is going to win. What do you think, Matt? If Trish, do we know Trish is coming back after this? Raj, is Trish coming back after this? We don't know yet. 
I'm gonna take Charlotte. I would take Charlotte, and uh, I think I Charlotte makes sense. But I think I if think Trish, Trish wins, it's because she's coming back. And I can do the judge. Yeah, and I could see her. Man, can you imagine if Sasha came back and had a program with Trish? That would be fantastic. Uh, but with Charlotte, I don't know. <laughs> I think Charlotte's going to win this tomorrow night. Um, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. This is so random to me. <laughs> This Goldberg. is a weird SummerSlam card. I think Goldberg, I think it's going to be like seven minutes. I think Miz interferes. It helps Goldberg get the win. I don't think it's going to be a squash like a, a lot of people think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think you just said, actually, right yeah. around that time, too. AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States Championship. Oh, this could okay. be a show. This I can't wait to watch. This should be a show. Um, AJ? Hmm. He's a champ right now. I'm going to go Ricochet. I feel like this could be he's the young talent. If you want to push someone, this is yeah, this is the way to do it. Uh he should be winning. He should. I just don't think. Yeah. Should. And that's why I think that's why I think uh uh Trish is winning cuz what should happen won't happen. Yeah, they don't they don't do that. <laughs> Okay, well, here's one that's going to have no surprise whatsoever. Finn Balor versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Uh, under a minute or two minutes? <laughs> I think it's going to be a, a minute. Because of the mask, you know, so he can wrestle in it, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. Maybe he can wrestle a full, like, 15-minute ass with that mask. I don't know. It seemed pretty difficult to do, the breathing. But, yeah, it's going to be very quick. It's gonna be quick. I'd like to see him bloody fin up, but they're not gonna do that. But <laughs> it'll be it'll switch be to TV fourteen. The rating yeah, as pay per view. Yeah. Uh, then after that, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. The stipulation being that if Owens loses, he quits WWE, regardless of the huge contract he just signed. This is so stupidly lame. Because uh, they tipped their hand. Yeah. KO wins. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kofi Kingston defends the WWE Championship against Randy Orton. This is a tough hmm. one. Kofi, because he we no, it has to be Kofi. We said he needs big wins, and they're finally getting him on here. SmackDown's been going downhill, um, but the whole I, company, the whole company, yeah. You can't blame it on Kofi. You can't blame it on yeah. Seth, even though they booked him like shit. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think you give Kofi the win here. You can put or you could put the title on Orton on the the next pay for you, but I think Kofi gets the win here. Then after that, Bailey defends the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ember Moon. I don't even know here. I don't think they care about this title anymore. I'll be very honest. I don't. Yeah, I could see it being um, Ember just because. I could too. I think it's Ember. Just because. I think it's Ember. You know what? I'm gonna take a chance. Yeah, Ember Moon. They buried her, so it's almost like. They don't care about this title. We've beaten her every every week, so let's give her the title, and then we'll just take it off of her in a couple of weeks. But uh, Ember, yeah, like that's how it will go. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Becky Lynch in a submission match against Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Becky, Becky, yeah, Becky ain't losing. They, 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 they've done a decent uh, job with this match. I feel like I, I feel like Natalia has felt the good match. This for match throwing is it, really good. yeah, and for throwing it together at the last minute, they mm -hmm. yep. put Natalia, they're pulling Natalia out of the ashes. You know, 
and not utilizing her for quite a while there and put her right back on the back burner where I think she belongs. Natalia's awesome. It's interesting that uh, Becky's cover mate from WWE 2K20, Roman Reigns, does not have a match on SummerSlam. He'll be on there. What's he doing? Uh, you know, something with this storyline. With the mystery of who, who's been attacking him? Yeah. He might he might do a quick match with Buddy Murphy, but... Uh, oh. What the... Uh, this, you know, again, a, a hit-and-run storyline should be, like, months and months and, like, twists and yeah. turns. And, so that's why this is okay. Exactly. They're not having yeah. a match yet. Yeah. Uh, then, the main event... Brock Lesnar defends the WWE Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. I don't have any clue, uh, honestly, where they'll go with this. They can't bury Seth anymore, right? I think it has to be Seth. He guaranteed he's going to win the title. You never have a babyface say they they guarantee they're going to win and then lose, right? Like a top babyface. But wouldn't that feel like so such a Rollins thing to have happen? <laughs> with how they booked him post Becky? Like seriously. <laughs> They make it look whiny. Yeah, no, they're booking him like they did when he was a chicken shit heel. But he's been so. I mean, he's been such a uh, what's the politically correct likable baby face. He's been a rootable for baby face. Yeah, why doesn't uh, Kane start? You know, tormenting him again. Like, like, like the little, little, like a little bitch. He's been a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I can't think of another. I've been trying, trying to think of another word, but he's been yeah. booked like a little bitch. Little kids. Can you see little kids and you know? I mean, feeling sorry for him, feeling bad for him, wanting to see him overcome the obstacle here and beat the beat. No. That promo he did on Raw, where he's like, "Well, guys, I've been beaten down tonight." It was the most whiniest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like unsympathetic promo. You just want to he- see him get his ass kicked. Um, yeah. they, they've just damaged this guy to no end. You know what? So I'm going to say this. I think I like that. I like that the the Roman Reigns thing. They didn't put a uh, a stamp on who did it because I would like mm-hmm. to see Rollins be the guy at the end, and it's a oh, heel turn. Complete twist of his career, right there. If that happens, yeah. And then that's a hot feud: Rollins and and Reigns. Yes. Like he's been going down. He Reigns was out. He was starting to get popular. Reigns came back and mm-hmm. he's he hasn't been able to ca- capture that. And you know, I think that would be a uh that'd be a hot feud. We'll see what happens tomorrow night at SummerSlam. <laughs> and we'll be here to talk about all of it right when SummerSlam goes off the air, the three of us together once more. Uh, anything else to cover before we take this home, Rosh? Uh, last thing, uh, WWE's in, in talks, apparently. They're reportedly to fight, uh, to buy Fight TV. So, uh, Fight TV, they, they run all the uh, AEW events and, you know, Triple wow. Mania. So, um, yeah, that would be, uh, I have no idea why would they would want to buy them other than to hurt. Hurt. Right. So it's it's an interesting uh, time. That sucks. This is so stupid. Like <laughs> they're, they're so stupid. They they you know they they see how the history has played out doing this. Yeah. You need the competition. You did, you could not have been smacked across your face with the example any harder, any clearer <laughs> than when he purchased WCW and he no longer had competition. 
it started the downward trend you, from that moment on. Go back and watch. It's when it started. You can pinpoint the day. The decrescendo. <laughs> yeah. Of wrestling. It started. And people can say, well, The Rock left, Stone Cold left. Very big, good, valid points. Okay. But those other stars were still super-duper over. And Nitro still had its own show. Goldberg was still running through rough shot over people. And, you know, you saw it. Hogan, all these other NWO, all these other cool things still happening. You had Booker T, who was still was starting to be up on the rise, I yeah, remember, Steiner, right? As a yeah. Steiner. Mm-hmm. Come on. That was a bad move, man. I mean, as not to annihilate your competition at the time, it would feel like it wouldn't be. But in the long run, I think it has been. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. We'll see, this man. So fight, t- fight TV is denying it. Uh, they haven't denied talks, but they have denied mergers and acquisition talks. So uh, we'll see. They should totally say they're talking to WWE to make other companies pay more to use them. I think that's what they're trying to do. Is they're 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 not saying it's M M and A talks, but it's uh, they're not denying talks. Hmm. Uh, I watched all season three of uh, Glow last night and today. Oh, that was fast. So did we. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if uh, you saw the story, but the producers are saying Kia Stevens, Awesome Kong, her work in AEW is not going to preclude her from coming back for season four. So I thought that was interesting. Great, good. She should have gotten an Emmy nomination for season two. Season three, she was good, but season two, oh my, she had one of the best episodes. You should know yeah. this because of her interview on Wrestling Inc., where she said such. Well, such that facts. did not come up when I Googled originally. <laughs> Found TV Guide. I'm sorry, TV Guide trumps wrestling. TV Guide is still a thing. TV Guide is still a thing in the year 2019. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Glow is good. Not a lot of wrestling this season, but uh, good show. Good show. Yeah. Anyhow, we'll be back tomorrow night. Talk about SummerSlam. Until then, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. What did you just do with your hand? We'll sign off. Take care. I'm going to. I thought you blew a kiss. (laughs) He's going to his door.